Ethel's Travel Tales, Accounts from an Addicted Travel Photographer. The American Road Trip, more tales from my year and a half long motorhome journey across the United States. And this episode is following the early 19th century explorers, Lewis and Clark. Early Autumn, 2004. Now where? While visiting a farmer in this corner of Iowa, I was very close to Nebraska, somewhere I had never thought of visiting. Well, why not go through it on my continuing journey west? Staying within the state, but keeping close to the South Dakota border, my next destination, I found a campsite in the Neobrara State Park. It was a lovely spot that I recognized from an IMAX film I had seen on the journey of Lewis and Clark. These men were the leaders of an early 19th century exploration on their Corps of Discovery expedition, commissioned by Thomas Jefferson to explore the extent of what the then president had just bought from the French, the Louisiana Purchase. The story has it that the Emperor Napoleon needed money to fund his campaigns and relinquished his American assets for the price of $15 million. The sale legally comprised the land adjoining the Missouri River, but no one knew how much that entailed. Traveling through wild landscapes and possibly even wilder humans, Native Americans, Meriwether Lewis and William Clark and their team finally made it, without serious casualties, virtually to the Pacific coast. The park ranger told me that the film had indeed been made here, and except for digitally getting rid of the modern bridge in the distance, nothing had been computer-generatedly altered. I was amazed at how otherwise untouched the area was, and decided that Lewis and Clark's enterprise of discovery would be more or less one that I'd tried to follow. Another cross-country motivation! Just a bit further north, I reconnected with Lewis and Clark. The Missouri River continued its way here. I came across the Gates of the Mountains Wilderness, a dramatic canyon in Montana that, eponymously, was an entrance into the Rocky Mountains. Lewis and Clark found the place intimidating, perhaps because they had no idea what might lie beyond. But I found the location quite lovely. I took a leisurely boat ride during which I heard a bit about the geology and the history. I tried to imagine the apprehension that the early explorers felt when coming across this unexpected gash in the terrain. But it was such a lovely day, I could only enjoy the voyage. Months back, on the other side of the country, in Alabama in the south, a dental emergency had me go to a well-respected local dentist for root canal work. About now, the repair had healed, and it was time for me to get a permanent crown. Just up the road, and still on Lewis Clark's journey, another dentist was recommended in Great Falls, still in Montana. Attending the surgery, the man had his arm in a sling, an injury acquired from his falling off a motorbike. He was a real cool dude. He said I should come back in a couple of weeks when he would be fine and the crown would be ready. Here was as good a place as any from which to base my explorations. 
right on the edge of some of the most beautiful places within the Rockies on both sides of the border with Canada, I thought I would circle the region while waiting. Great Falls is so named in that at the time of Lewis and Clark, navigation of the Missouri River was blocked by a massive waterfall here. It was so large that the team had to portage, that is, leave the water and cart their vessels overland. There's an interpretation center in the town today that explains it. This detour caused considerably delay, not to mention physical labor in getting the boats out of the water. The added irony now is that today there's a dam and hardly any water to be seen at all. A massive bridge crosses what's left of the river. I had spent a lot of time in Montana, well worth it of course, but still quite a duration. It was time to head west. The Missouri River petered out somewhere in Idaho to the dismay of Lewis and Clark and no doubt Thomas Jefferson. The president had hoped that the waterway would flow into Canada, thereby allowing United States ownership of that part of the country. However, the U.S. jurisdiction, as governed by the French Purchase, ended here, still south of the 49th parallel. As the explorers were still compelled to make their way to the Pacific coast, they continued traveling. Through a series of alternative waterways, they eventually found the Columbia River, that would lead, eventually, to the Pacific Ocean. As far as my journey was concerned, however, I hadn't caught up with them yet. Traveling by motorhome, I didn't have the same watery requirements as they had, but my route would be more or less the same. I quickly crossed the neck of Idaho and came to Washington. This state has an ocean coastline, but I was still among the Rockies and truly enjoying the scenery. I was able to tear myself away from this delightful refuge with the enticements of so many more things to see. The Pacific Ocean, not only the goal of Lewis and Clark, but also the beginning of the completion of my journey, was just the other side of those mountains. First thing to see en route was Olympic National Park. I had been here as a child and found the place so enchanting that it still haunted my dreams. I wondered if it was still as beautiful as I remembered. Located in two parts, first in the mountains and then a stretch along the coast, I came across the former first. Hurricane Ridge can give an excellent view over the highland part of the park, but is often closed due to bad weather. Even though the main city of the state, Seattle, is at sea level, the 5,000 feet up to the ridge is often snowbound I was lucky though. On this particular day, the route and the views were clear. I made my way up to the top and found the location and the journey, even more wonderful than my memory made it. Back at sea level, I continued onto the waterside section of the park with its just offshore sea stacks. These rocky outcrops often have trees growing on them, somewhat surrealistically, while the tide pools encourage exploratory paddling. I fell in love with this stretch, too. The magnificent Columbia River was the next major barrier, and the 13-mile-long Columbia River Bridge from Megler, Washington, to Astoria, Oregon, crossed it. 
Lewis and Clark eventually discovered this waterway and sailed on until they reached a spot to camp for the winter of 1805 to 1806. They settled at Fort Clatsop in Oregon, now a national memorial, and had a cold, wet, miserable season. A mere few miles away from the sea, the legend has it that the fog, for which this part of the coast is famous, was so bad that the explorers never even saw the Pacific. After spending more than three months hiding out from the bad weather, they turned east again to make their journey back home. I had reached this part of the world in the autumn and did find the ocean. In fact, the rain had passed and it was now quite a pleasant day, even at Fort Clatsop. Perhaps the timing was wrong with the Lewis and Clark expedition, but I was enjoying the continuation of the temperate rainforest, especially as the sun was now shining. I paid my respects and farewells to the historic explorers, as I would now be following on my own way, sticking almost strictly to the shore. I spent some time en route in Lincoln City, Oregon. Here I was able to stroll along the wooden pier, looking out onto an ocean that was named for being peaceful, the Pacific, that at least temporarily was true to its name. Unlike Lewis and Clark, who turned around and went back overland to their starting point more or less the way they came, I returned to my initial departure point in Los Angeles via the West Coast. I still had a month or so to work my way back where I began, and I was going to enjoy this beautiful coastline for as long as I could. Pity the Corps of Discovery expedition never made their way to the Western Ocean. Eventually, though, even without the help of the Louisiana Purchase, those areas through which Lewis and Clark passed did become part of the United States. The whole account of Lewis and Clark's expedition is fascinating. It includes the presence of Sacagawea, the Native American wife of a French trader who was part of the team, without whom the exploration would never have succeeded. Check out the whole story, including at the Lewis and Clark National History Trail via the U.S. National Park Service online.